We're in the middle of a, a series uh, called God Is, where we've been just looking at different attributes, different kind of characteristics of God and, and what that shows us about him, how, uh, what difference that makes to us as a result of, uh, of recognising that God is that way. So we've, we've looked at a few things. We've looked at the fact that God is love, God is holy, God is three persons, Father, Son, Spirit. All these things have huge implications for us. Uh, and they're wonderful things in which we can bring to him in praise and we're going to have the opportunity to do that again in a moment. We, um, we took a slight detour last week, um, broke away from the script and, and Luke looked at the fact that, that God came to serve us and, and talked about what serving looks like in amongst a, a kind of family like this. Really helpful, practical ways in which we can do that. And uh, I just wanted to flag um, in life news, again, there's the opportunity to... To, to do like respond to that if you feel like actually I want to I want to give of uh, some time Paul talks about financial giving but there's a, a number of ways in which we can give and um, and one of those ways is by by serving and uh, we've seen uh, and we've benefited from a huge amount of service already this morning people who've who've given of their time so wonderfully um, and if you want to be part of that if you want to join a team then um, please do come and speak to us please look at the Life News article and, and uh, responding that way. I think it's Paul, actually, who you need to speak to on the email. So um, Paul's here today. So why don't you strike whilst the iron's hot and do that. But we're back in God Is. And uh, we're looking at the fact that God is unchanging this morning. God is unchanging. And uh, I'm quite excited about, about this. I, I felt uh, really encouraged as I've read through and uh, prepared for this morning. There's a number of ways in which we look at this. God, God is unchanging could be God is solid. God doesn't budge. He is consistent and he deals with us in a consistent way. He isn't swayed by external factors. The theologians would say he's immutable. He just he is constant. And there's a number of really reassuring things that we get from this. And I'm going to look at some verses in a moment. But it did remind me, and many of us, will have uh, seen pictures like this or maybe even experienced this ourself, a similar feeling with the death of the Queen, where uh, the news was kind of going around because there was nothing else on, was there? The news was kind of going around, different news channels were, were speaking to people in the queue um, to, to walk past the Queen's uh, coffin and people were saying, uh, she was always there. She was always there. I don't know what we're going to do without her. Like this... This person, this monarch, who I've probably never met in person, but there was just this sense that every kind of key moment in life, she was there. Every kind of uh, changing season, there was somebody that was constant throughout. Lots of other change in kind of personal life or, or big historical moments, but the Queen was there. I don't know whether you heard that, but there was a number of people that said, I just don't know what we're going to do. She, she's gone. She was always there. She was constant. She was unchanging. And it's interesting, isn't it? Many people found this uh, from kind of a, a quite, quite distant figure. Maybe a few people had met her and, and felt that more dramatically than others. But, but for most, it was actually she's this, this figure, this distant figure. And this is how I feel towards her. And so I guess it's with that backdrop that I wanted to, to look at the unchanging nature of God on a, on a much greater scale. A much greater scale. And to help us with that, I want to read Psalm 102. It should come up there, but if you, you have a Bible, I'll give you a few seconds to, to find that. Psalm 102, verses 25 to 27 says this. Speaking of God, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, 
and the heavens are the work of your hands, but they will perish. You will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away, but you are the same and your years have no end. It's a wonderful psalm, which uh, I, th- I think is, is so incredibly worked. The psalmist kind of contrasts the most tangible, most kind of firmest foundations. It's secureness, isn't there, in God's creation. I imagine the psalmist may be looking across at, at, at a landscape of God's creation in wonder of what he has done, saying there's some secureness of this. God, this is God's own making. God has made this. God has made this the foundation of the earth. And yet he says, but all of this will change. All of this will fade away in comparison to God's unchanging nature. God will stay the same. The world changes. I think change is not always easy, is it? I think many of us will say that, that we don't particularly enjoy change. Everything from external factors like the interest rates. I'm looking at change our mortgage now, I think, gosh, things change. Or maybe more personal factors like family circumstances or health. Everything changes. And these verses in Psalms kind of contrast the, the, the fact that the, there are solid things that will perish, but God will remain the same. There are... There is a creation that will wilt and wear away, but he will not. And I think we could easily kind of interchange the example that the psalmist has used for things that we find security in ourselves, Things that we find particularly securing. Things like uh, finances, employment, family, friendships, routine or structure. All of those things we can find, the fact that they don't move around so much, we find real safety and we find real secureness in. And it's important, like the psalmist, that we realise that these will wear out, like a garment, compared to the steadfastness of the unchanging God. They'll crumble, but he will stay the same. And we can take great hope in that this morning. If you know this king, you can take great hope in the fact that he is unchanging. Everything else in life, everything else that we might kind of say, well, I can cling on to that because that not moving means that I feel peace. This psalmist says that that's like a patch on your jeans that has worn out. We've probably all got those in the cupboard too, haven't we? A patch that has just faded and worn out. The most solid things that this world has to offer. The most solid things in your life that you think, if that doesn't budge, I'm okay. I said, no, no, no. That's like an old pair of jeans in comparison to God's unchanging nature. And this is good news, friends. This is such good news because change is a constant feature of our life, isn't it? Change is is probably the most constant thing in our life. And the Bible doesn't shy away from that. I think the Bible's really clear on that. There's some really famous verses in Ecclesiastes that talks about the fact that there's different seasons. There's seasons for all sorts of things in life. It doesn't shy away from the fact that change happens and that that we should come to terms with that, that, that we should recognise that. It gives us really helpful language around that. And I wanted to kind of just briefly talk about change for us for a moment because I know I feel a sense of anxiety quite a lot about change. It's, a, you know, big moments, little moments about things that feel outside of my control. 
And I want to kind of try and contrast that against this wonderful image of who God is. So let's look at personal change. If we were to talk about individuals in this way, I think it would probably be less helpful. An individual who is unchanging is not always a positive thing, is it? So if I was to say, if I was to shout at Paul, because he's in front of me, that he always does this, or that he never does that, that's not necessarily a positive thing. It's, it's saying that Paul is, is unable to change. It's something that he's reluctant to change. He's maybe unable uh, to improve. I think it can be helpful when we consider being around consistent people. They're always good to have in our life, aren't they? People that are consistent on different things. But the reality is that all of us change. All of us look different to how we did a few years ago. Been through uh, significant uh, changes. So we talk about COVID and, and those kind of things. All of us have been through big changes, little changes, that mean that we are not the same people as we were before. And I think I wanted to kind of draw this out a little bit because some of the other God is characteristics are things for us to aspire to. So we might say God is love. And so we want to learn what it means to be more loving to those around us. We might say that God is holy. And it's right that we consider, you know, the Bible says be holy as he is holy. So like seek, seek him in those things. There, there, are, there are attributes of God that we want to aim for and be more like. And yet I think when we look at the fact that God is unchanging, we must recognise that we are different, that we're different to him. And wonderfully so. In a human sense, being unchanging is not necessarily a helpful thing. God has changed us massively. The fact that the gospel, one of the central features of the gospel, is that God brings change. And that's not like a, a subtle change. He doesn't like wear the edges off us a little bit. It's complete transformation. That's what the gospel says. The, the good news of Jesus is that he came to bring us from death to life. There's no, there's no other kind of uh, gradient of change, is there? We were dead in our sins and now we're alive because of what he has done. The gospel, Jesus, brings change. And all of us are on a journey of change, that we want to be more like him. We want to encourage one another to be more like him. That's why we take time to, to read his word together, to, to look at the different aspects of him and to, to seek uh, after what it means to be a follower of Jesus in a season of change, to encourage one another, to, to you know, well, this life now looks like this, so how, how do I follow him and, and those kind of things. That's what it means to be a community of believers, a church family. So I just wanted to draw that comparison that we, we are people of significant change and not subtle change. Always and never words, though, are for him and him alone. He's the only one who doesn't change. He's the only one in whom we can say that with any sense of security that he is the one who doesn't budge. He's the one in whom there is no change. There is uh, no gradient. If people don't change, there's a problem. But if God doesn't change, that's good. Isn't it? That's really good news. It's really good news that we have a God who doesn't change. So let's look at what it means for God to be an unchanging God. One of the areas that I'm sure 
of is that God's unchanging means that he's faithful to his people. We've already talked about that. It was wonderful, uh, the song that Phil sung, Thank You, God, you're, you're Faithful. It's a real simple song, but thank you that you're faithful. Thank you that you're consistent. Thank you that we can put our trust in you. Thank you that you don't budge when we push. Thank you that you're the same yesterday, today and forever. You keep your promises. What a wonderful word that we have to be able to attribute to God. And we can be sure of that because the Bible said he he doesn't change. He was faithful yesterday, he'll be faithful again today. And we read this across the Bible. By saying that God does not change now, we are saying that he hasn't changed. And I think this is a really uh, important thing to, to grasp hold of when we're Reading through uh, the Bible, some of the Old Testament, the, 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 the um, stories of what happened with the Israelites, before we get to the New Testament where we hear the stories of Jesus, it's important to see that God is unchanging throughout the whole Bible. And we read the Old Testament with this kind of lens of God's consistency. I think it's really helpful to do that, that we see his nature is consistent. His promises to his people are trustworthy, his relentless pursuit towards his people, his love, his grace, his compassion, his holiness do not vary as the Bible continues. They stay the same. If we are saying that God does not change, he has not changed. There's no development over time. There's no kind of contemporary way of moving things. God has been the same. And so, friends, I want to encourage you when you read through your Bible and Maybe, maybe your, your kind of understanding of Jesus as you, you read about him in the New Testament is one thing. But then when you read the Old Testament, read it with that in mind, that it's the same God. The lens of which we view that is very much Jesus. The consistent God throughout history. James 1 verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. No variation. There's no gradient of who God is. His nature is consistent throughout history. It's not like a a newer version of God that Jesus just pops up. No, no, no. He's God eternal throughout generations. And I want to encourage us to, to read the Old Testament in that way. Jesus doesn't shy away from this either. We see that when... In the New Testament, Jesus is nearly stoned for saying, um, I am. What was he saying? He was referring to himself at this moment when God uh, met with Moses, uh, when uh, God's asking Moses to go and uh, speak to Pharaoh to release his people from uh, Egypt, a song that we've just sung all about, his faithfulness through the generations of that. And Jesus says, I am. I am. That God that was there, I am. And people were ready to pick up stones and kill him for it because, uh, because it's such a, such a huge statement to make. But Jesus said, no, 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 look, the God of Moses is the God that stood before you now. The God who has done these things amongst the people in the New Testament is the same God who freed his people from slavery in Egypt. What a wonderful concept for us to really grasp hold of, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, a God who is unchanging, Jesus is the God of the Old Testament, but a God who has come to his people to rescue them. So there are a number of things that this can mean for us, a number of different encouragements that I wanted to to bring, and I'm sure this will be different for different people, but I wanted just to encourage us 
The Bible talks in different places about the fact that Jesus is the rock of our salvation. If you, if you put your trust in him, it says that he's the rock of our salvation. There's secureness in salvation. We don't have to worry that God has once saved us and that now we might come to him in a different way and find him in a different mood. That's not this kind of God. His unchanging nature means that, that he has been consistent with us throughout. We change, yes. We're different. We do things in a different way. But it doesn't mean that we're going to get a different response when we approach him. It means he's the same. There's a, a reassurance that comes with that, that God doesn't have mood swings or off days. Consistent throughout history. He has promised that he's going to save his people and he is the rock of our salvation. I love this image of rock. It means we can stand firm on that, can't we? We don't have to worry, friends, that maybe when I was saved, life looked a bit different, but now maybe God's kind of lost patience with me. Well, no, this is the God who is unchanging. We change, but he stays the same. The rock of our salvation. I guess linked with that, and we've mentioned it briefly, but he is faithful through generations. The Israelites looked back at God's consistency with them and they marked down his promises. There's some wonderful moments throughout the Old Testament where they literally make statues of answered promises, of the ways in which God had, had said that something was going to happen, the way that he was going to lead them out, the way that he was going to rescue them. And they would make these, these kind of, put some rocks together and make a, a big statue to, to mark his faithfulness to mark the fact that he has been faithful, that they learnt to look back at God's consistency. So when they're facing new challenges, they were able to look back and say, but God was faithful. God promised this and he's come through. And friends, I want to encourage us in that. It's a wonderful practice in community to remind one another of the promises that he has responded to. Remind one another of his faithfulness. Say to one another, well, he was faithful to me in this and he's unchanging, which means he'll be faithful again. He can't change. We should remind one another of these wonderful truths that we don't need to, be, um, to live in a kind of sense of um, unknowing what type of God we're going to get, what, what kind of mood he's going to be, and we can be sure that he has been faithful before and he will be faithful again. He answers the, their cry for rescue. And it's another example for us throughout, it's, um, throughout history as we read our Bibles and as we respond in different ways to encourage one another to do that, to, to say, uh, let, let me show you that God has been consistent with me. Let me show you that God has been unchanging with me. My life looks different. I'm in this season at this time, but God is the same. He remains the same. I hope that's encouragement to some. Then there's hope in the season of change. That our lives are constantly changing. And I want to look very briefly at how do we deal with a God who doesn't change in that. If you're a, a Christian this morning, if you've chosen to put your hope and trust in him, Jesus is the only constant thing in your life. He's the only constant thing. Everything else is up for grabs. And boldly, we can draw near to him. He's not going to respond to us out of character. 
you're in a season of life where everything seems to be fraying, he remains the same. He doesn't budge, he is solid. And I think one of the most outrageous and reassuring verses that uh, we get to look at uh, together is in the book of Hebrews. It talks about, I mean, the book of Hebrews is wonderful anyway, looking at Jesus, looking at the wonderful nature of Jesus, the fact that he's higher than the angels. It says some wonderful things. Read Hebrews. But the writer to the Hebrews in chapter 13, verse 8, says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's, it's very simple, but I think fully understood it's profound. That everything in life can spin around. Everything else in life can fray like genes. But he stays the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We can put our hope in him because he sustains through the ever-changing moments of life. We can keep our eyes fixed on him as the only immovable in life the only thing that doesn't shake. Everything else fades or wears out, but he stays the same. Everything else can be sifted, but he is solid. Things might leave, but but he stays the same. He is consistent. Life might feel like a spinning plate, but he is static. Things might sink, but he floats. He is different. He is different. He is unchanging. And only true security can be found in a life that is in recognition of that. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Friends, what hope we have in him. What hope we have in a God who doesn't change. I know that change is is this subject that perhaps is not always easy. But I just wanted to encourage us through uh, this, that we serve a God We have a God who doesn't budge, who has been faithful before, is faithful now and will be faithful again. One who each of us can know personally and know this truth personally, these verses, that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Each of us can cling to that in the most uh, changing seasons of life, in uh, in the most inconsistent periods of life. He is solid. I want to encourage us to know that. I also want to encourage you in this church family to remind one another of these truths, to point one another back to the hope that we have in him. We'll spend some time worshipping in a moment, but I want to encourage you to do that. This is a wonderful act that we get to do, to point one another back to him, to say, I understand what change looks like. I don't understand what you're going through, but I do know that he doesn't change. To point one another to the fact that he has been faithful is faithful and will be faithful. This is the hope that we have in an unchanging God. So I just want to invite you just for a moment to reflect what season you're in. Take a moment to look at the immovable parts of your life. Sorry, the movable parts of your life. I know that uh, there's a number of different situations that will come to mind for people. Things that I have very little control over you will say. Things that just look different to how they did recently. Things that, to be honest, feel like they're wearing out. I want to invite you just to bring those things to mind. And then as you do, I want to encourage you. Hope is found only in him. 
Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only one in whom we can be sure of, the only one whom we can say with any confidence is unchanging. I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to take communion together. Maybe the band can start to come up. Father, we thank you that we can take confidence this morning that even the foundations of the earth might wear away, but you stay the same. Father, we thank you for your word that is unchanging. We thank you that we can take great joy, great hope, great peace this morning in whatever season of life we might find ourselves, that we have a consistent saviour one who has been faithful, will be faithful and continues to be, one who is the same yesterday, today and forever. What a simple but profound statement that we get to make. Father, I want to pray that as things have come to mind this morning that are maybe spinning, Father, I want to pray that we would see you static in the midst of it all, unchanging, unbudged, unfazed. Father, would we know the solid consistent, unchanging Jesus in amongst all these things. <coughs> we pray in your precious name. We're going to take communion together before we uh, go into a time of worship. Hopefully you've uh, picked up a little cup on your way in. If not, I think there's some on their way round to you. Communion is a celebration for us to be able to to mark the fact that Jesus, who uh, shared this meal with his closest friends before he went to the cross to die, uh, he said, you will one day do this with me in glory, that one day you will do this in celebration of what I have done. That he recognises the fact that his body was broken and his blood was shed, that we might know relationship with him. All our sin would be dealt with we will move from death to life, the most significant change that could ever take place. That's what we celebrate when we do this. But I wanted just to share one verse as we do this. In Acts 1, verse 11, the disciples have just seen Jesus ascend to heaven. And uh, they say this, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, the same Jesus, not a variation of, not, not one who is different in any way, one who still holds the scars. This same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you've seen him go. We remember that as we take communion together. We declare that the same unchanging Jesus is coming back. And that is good news. That is news that we can have hope in. That is news that we can be secure in. And we declare that when we take communion. Maybe you want to, if you're ready, you want to start to take communion and then the band will lead us in worship. Let's take confidence, fresh sense of hope in knowing the security that is found in an unchanging God. Amen.